clubhouse. Well, at the end of the day, that's your main job, right? To keep the storyline clean and to the script. So it makes so much sense to me that it would be really frowned upon for you to have like a like a big blinking frosty light in the background. I could see where that'd be like, uh, <laughs> we're looking at Missy right now, not as frosty. <laughs> like, that's irritating. I, I think I would definitely get called to the set uh, in, <laughs> in an emergency run over the walkies if that happened. Uh, you know, <laughs> can, can we get Beth on set to find out what the, you know, what she was thinking when she went crazy with Sparkle? Hi, Caroline. So nice to be back with you on decorating the set from Hollywood to your home. Super happy. We have been talking about summer. We got a chance to talk about fall. And now we finally get a chance to talk about winter. Winter is my favorite season. It is baby. I think I've just always been drawn to the cold weather. And growing up in Manhattan, it was usually a snow day on my birthday. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I just love it. You know what, Beth, what's so sad with all this virtual school business? I hear no more snow days for like the rest yeah. of eternity. Ugh. Terrible. That's, that's rotten. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that would happen, man? All those all those mornings praying and praying the, the school buses would be blocked in. Oh, gosh. It's so different these days. Everything's different, but we're going to try to adapt. We are. I'm so excited to get to talk about winter with you, especially I want to talk to you about all of the different things that you have to consider when you're doing your sets during the wintertime, because I know it must be incredibly challenging dealing with the weather, especially in New York City. I mean, you're not out in L.A. where you've got these like sunny days every day. How do you deal with all the different things that go on in winter on set? Well, it's an interesting proposition to think about because it actually requires more planning than usual. We are always shooting out of sequence. So maybe one day we're shooting a scene that would have to match to the next scene, but there's two or three days in between. So when weather is predicted that we can't control... We have to do two things in my department. We have to either bring the snow on and add snow and weather, or we have to remove the snow. And we use heat guns and different kind of equipment and certainly lots of shovels for the set dressers to remove snow. That comes under your department, heat guns and snow shovels? It sure does. On the East Coast, we cover every kind of thing like that. And sometimes it falls under the greens department, but it's actually still a part of what myself and my lead man have to be concerned with. What department actually handles like things like actually that snow? Like I've been on a on a lot before and I've seen it. It's so funny. It looks like a roller drum, like for the lottery practically, right? Like up above that actually does the snow. Who's in charge of stuff like that? Here... Where we work, it falls under special effects, but as we say in the union, a prop is a prop, meaning that we're all in the department to be trained and to be able to execute any of the tasks. So, you know, if it's a small snow job, my direct department would handle it. The other interesting thing that we think about 
in terms of whether it's a true behind-the-scenes scenario called a cover set. And mm -hmm. a cover set is when the weather is so disruptive that we say we're going to cover, meaning we're going to an interior set that's covered with no snow <laughs> falling in it. Preparing those cover sets usually happen very quickly. As much as you can plan for weather, especially the last couple of years in the East Coast, you know, one day it could be snowing and the next day it's 50 degrees. Right. Or you could have like a tornado or an earthquake. Yeah, exactly. It's the craziest. <laughs> that's really one of the biggest challenges for a set decorator to move and shift into a completely different world, really, really at the last minute. The way that I handle it is to experience, but also you have to be adaptable. For instance, in the cover set, maybe I had planned to use a certain sofa or a certain carpet or, you know, something specific. And that set wasn't going to be finished until next week. But here we are going to cover tomorrow. So I have to shift my concept, maybe the palette, and go with something else. And it usually works out pretty well. You just have to be willing to just go with the flow completely. Gosh, that's so complicated for you to have this like backup contingency set. But what happens if you use it like right away at the beginning? And then what? Well, there you lead us to another behind-the-scenes definition, which is when you blow your cover. So if you literally shoot the set out and you blow that cover, then there's a lot of rearranging and changing the production schedule to think about where your next cover set is coming from. I feel like I have a lot more respect for like the Hallmark movie sets with all the with all that snow, with all that that what what they must have to do all the time to be like making sure they're keeping up with consistency. They must have huge departments of people who have a lot of tricks up their sleeves for doing snow blankets, which are big rolls of fluffy cotton. And then, you know, when the camera gets really close, you want to make sure that things look real. And, you know, you're not looking at snow that looks like it's falling out of the hands of a guy on a ladder. You know, <laughs> this time, so it looks like confetti or something exactly. being thrown at people. <laughs> you know, the old fashioned way, you know, and, and through the years, I'm sure there, there are many more tools, machines, concepts. And of course, you know, you can always lay in snow as a visual effect now. Ah, very true. Well, and I know that for you, you've talked about how you guys go to great lengths to make those three-dimensional layers on your set, even when you're outside in nature. How does that affect like a winter set? Any season, really, when we're hanging a backdrop outside of a set that's built on a stage, we add that three-dimensional quality by hanging a branch literally on a, on a metal stand called the grip stand. We hang branches out there and of course we adapt the branches for different seasons so we would have you know a fall branch with beautiful fall colored leaves or a spring very green branches and in the winter you know sometimes we do leafless branches 
Other things that we do when we're shooting on location is we carry actually dead leaves with us, dead brown <laughs> leaves, dead brown sand leaves that we throw on the street. And, oh you know, sometimes maybe there'll be a natural windy day or sometimes we'll turn on a fan and that all adds to the atmosphere of weather. I know like a lot of times when people are trying to show that it's wintertime and they maybe don't do an elaborate outdoor set, they do that gazing out of the window biz. Have you ever mm-hmm. had any sets where you've you've had to work with that in a script? Yes. I mean, we, we tend to try to keep things seasonless. In today's world, TV shows air in all different countries, in all different seasons. So... Usually the way that we do something like that is to kind of show the weather change in terms of wardrobe when you know when your show's going to air, you know, extra coats. Sometimes I even have to acquire a coat rack or some place there's discussion of, okay, well, that actor or actress is going to have a coat in their hands. What are they doing with it? Walking around holding coats <laughs> for the whole episode. So, you know, that comes under my bailiwick. The other thing is, you know, sometimes we do want to see seasons change. In the first season uh, of episodes of Evil, uh, we saw winter outside the main house, the bay um, window. We saw Halloween with decorations hanging from the ceiling. And we did little subtle moves and changes to depict the actual season. Okay, so you're going to show the audience, like, we're, we're moving in time. We're going down the timeline here. It's not like just a day later, but we've moved on in the year. How do you guys show that it's winter beyond just, like, a giant wreath or a Christmas tree or a menorah or something like that? How are you kind of saying, like, hey, you guys, we're getting into the holiday season without, like, blaring it? We actually don't usually make specific choices like that unless they're scripted and they're usually scripted when there are younger actors and actresses in the show you know again perfect example in evil we had a storyline that was decorating the set literally for holiday and we did it for halloween and then we did it for christmas in a show like that you go full-blown in different shows i might change out the pillows i might add a throw something that felt very summery like plants i might change up a flower arrangement say in a law office where you're telling the kind of subtle story that they have a corporate florist so i play that role uh, (laughs) along with designing something with my florist that i've used for years We think about little subtle changes, like perhaps an amaryllis pot would show that season very quickly to the eye. You know, so it's not something that's going to hit you over the head, but make subtle changes. Now, why don't you guys just decide to go full on, like, you know, blinking snowmen? Is there a difference between if you guys are doing like a comedy series versus like a drama? I'd say sure that comedies tend to push that envelope more. What I find is that we seem to always be shooting in a season that we don't want to portray. So for instance, another part of my team's job is to remove 
all the decorations that exist. Like, say we're shooting at a restaurant and it's in full-blown Halloween or full-blown fall or full-blown Christmas. Uh, you know, it's inevitable that the biggest part of the job we have that day is probably taking down their decorations and then restoring them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so so why? Like, I understand that in that case of like, you know, it's not for continuity sake. It doesn't make sense to the time in the show. So it might be like a different time in the show than it is when you guys are actually shooting it. But why not just have like the big blinking lights and all that stuff? Like, how does it affect the storyline? Oh, because Caroline, we're just anti-holiday in the film business. <laughs> Y'all are not. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it, it really is so script related from a visual standpoint, we want to be able to shoot things and blinking lights and all that kind of distractions. Very hard on the director of photography and what the camera sees. But also, especially in television, you know, you don't want to cloud up the view. As I've said before, we watch for things growing out of the actors' heads, whether it's artwork or an orchid or really anything behind them. You know, sometimes it's nice to have, like, some twinkle lights in the background, you know, that we call, uh, we shoot in soft focus, so they just give a glow. But sometimes the change in a set or the addition of holiday stuff becomes what you're focused on, and fans tend to notice it almost too much, and it it can distract you from the storyline. Well, at the end of the day, that's your main job, right? To keep the storyline clean and to the script. So it makes so much sense to me that it would be really frowned upon for you to have like a like a big blinking frosty light in the background. I could see where that'd be like, uh, we're looking at Missy right now, not as frosty. Like, that's irritating. I, I think I would definitely get called to the set uh, in, <laughs> in an emergency run over the walkies if that happened. Uh, you know, can we... Get Beth on set, find out what the, you know, what she was thinking when she went crazy with Sparkle. Actually, I think sticking with my concept, both in your own home and on set, a little bit of Sparkle goes a very long way. Oh, Beth, those are words to live by because I feel like that's a common pitfall that people find themselves stumbling into when we get near to the holiday season and just in winter in general. They tend to think like more glitter, more sparkle, better. Aside from cleaning up sparkle that could li- literally live in your house <laughs> for years to come. Have you seen those freaking cards you can send people that oh. have like glitter and confetti and crap in it? And you like open it up and it like goes everywhere. <laughs> you know what I have seen, which is just a completely remarkable creative project, was uh, to banish all these package stealers. A really smart engineer created a box that literally exploded in glitter after it was taken by the the robbers. And 
I mean, I just, I just reveled in watching that in thinking, you know, that these people who were stealing ended up living probably with glitter in in every (laughs) for the rest of their lives. It's like being at the beach, right? You find like sand in every crevice for for months to come. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But sand is one thing. Glitter Glitter. is a nightmare. (laughs) So besides, it really is funny because um, I've gone through this for the last couple of years at the holiday season. One of my assistants at decorators is a glitter lover. So, you know, every gift bag, every card, (laughs) every seasonal decoration, you know, she tends to move towards is filled with glitter. And, you know, I I literally have, I think I have an allergic reaction to it. (laughs) Beth, I've never met you in person, but something tells me that you might wear a lot of black in your, in your gig. Is that true? Certainly not as much as I did in the theater. Uh, I'm feeling which... like glitter could be a disaster is what I'm thinking. With my... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Total mess. So if you are a glitter lover, right? Say you are just tried yes. and true. You just freaking love the glitter. Okay, and I'm going to allow you that. Okay, what can I substitute, though? What, what could I use instead to scratch that itch, but at the same time, not make us all <laughs> crazy with your glitter ways. One of my most favorite things in general to change the tone and the mood anywhere, whether it's on set or in your home, is lighting. And seasonal lighting right now, while we're all staying inside and we're all having smaller celebrations, is something that I think is great for your mood and a great, easy way to transform your living space. School me on lighting, because I know you are beyond an expert in all the different ways that we can do lighting in our home. And a lot of people think, I already have lights. I have a table light, and I have a light in my ceiling. What else could Beth possibly be talking about? Well, to kind of up the ante for the holidays, I would say that twinkle lights go a long way, whether you like them multicolored strings of them or just beautiful white lights. Think about your apartment or your home as a space that's already set up to add lighting to. Let's say you've got two windows that have drapes on them, drapery rods. You could just take strings of twinkle lights and wrap them around the drapery rods and kind of make a a, a framed lighting piece yourself. And like I can use those like battery operated ones, right? Because the battery can maybe kind of hide behind the drapes. There are so many great new battery operated choices and all of them can be available online to you or I'm a big fan of the local hardware store. And at this time of the year, Small businesses need our help. Think about the fact that we could just buy these little votives and place them on your tablescape in between different items that you can get these strings of lights. Even some hardware stores have a few more kind of decorative items. Say you've got a chandelier over your dining room table that has small shades on it. This would be the time to change the shade color, maybe a Mm. hunter green or some kind of plaid red and green shade for the holiday. It's such a simple way that you're not doing a heavy redo or a difficult project that requires the help of an electrician. 
there's a lot to be said for just turning some of your overhead lights off or, you know, if they're on a dimmer, turning them down and kind of have a fun project rebalancing the light in your space so it'll feel festive and it will actually be different than your daily existence in that space. Another option is really to lower the light if you don't have a dimmer is to change some of your table lamps, light bulbs. Light bulbs come in different wattages and most likely you're all using them to function in your houses that are being used as your office and your living space and your teaching space, you know, everything on high wattage. But for this time of coziness and relaxing in your home, you could just change out a 60-watt bulb for a 25-watt bulb that you bought at the hardware store, and it makes everything nice and glowy. That's such a beautiful idea for, for like your dining space. And I could see where people could use that opposite idea for those who are feeling like it's getting so dark so early in the in the year here now. It's so nice to be able to maybe up your wattage in another room where you're feeling like, oh, my God, it's dark all the time in here. What should I do? It seems like you could go the opposite way. Stick a 100 watt bulb in those ones, but bring your lower watt ones into where you're trying to create that dining atmosphere. Absolutely. And I am a big fan of lights that are specifically made for people who have seasonal disorder and who are helped by a higher wattage light box, really. We use light boxes to light set in art and photography. People use light boxes to see slides and negatives, but there are so many products made that are light boxes for your body, mind, and soul that uh, help people through this getting dark so early time. I've seen those those ones even where you can use it by your bedside where it like starts to light up when the sun is supposed to be lighting up, like gradually lights up your room. I think that's so fascinating. Exactly. It's, it's retraining yourself for this time of the year. I, I know a lot of people who use them and find them very soothing. And that's a super good reminder that it's not just visually when it comes to creating your home, but also like actually creating that feeling inside of yourself of, you know, being able to adjust your lighting and actually affects your mood. Yes, I have this vision of everybody trying my idea, going to their <laughs> hardware store, yeah. readjusting their rooms, maybe just the dining room or the place where you open your gifts. And all these things could be good gift ideas, too. But yeah. I have this vision of it just being so beautiful and glowy and everybody walking in and saying, hey, did, what happened? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this this feels like a completely brand new space. And all you did was change out your light bulbs, y'all. Yeah. Like, that's amazing. I know they even make like flickering ones like candles. So moving into sort of like that candle idea, I know that that is a really popular idea this time of year. Yeah. You know what? I just recently did on a job. We needed candles on every table at a restaurant and we bought those kind of classic candles that you find in a hardware store the nets on the glass candle they come in gold and red and clear and we took the nets off them so you know they they do look more upscale and less casual and because we couldn't light candles on set, because that requires, again, uh, pyrotechnic permits and oh, more no. complicated <laughs> things, we actually drilled out the candle that was in it 
and laid in one of those votives that are rechargeable and flicker. So we, we got the effect of the flicker in what was already sold as a, a candle votive and we didn't have to light it. There's so many options now. I know you were telling me that there's even an option for like, if you put like a string of lights inside a floral arrangement, there's even a different option than the battery. Yes. Often I use these little pin lights that come in all different colors. Sometimes it's a little hard to find those, but you could try a floral supply place online. What you do is we, uh, we put them on a little stick and wire them in and you pull a tab and they just, they're just lit for two, three days. Oh, that's amazing. So, you know, the floral arrangement then takes on a whole different glow. So let's say you're, colors for the holiday are blue and silver you could get these little blue lights and put them in different things and they just have this cast and glow for a few days or you could warm it up with gold ones but i've used them many many times for floral arrangements celebrations uh you know for that kind of holiday decor so speaking of different like live plants or, or using some greenery around, I know that people typically go towards a wreath, but what are other options? What are other ways to bring in some, some life? Yes, we're all about in these times still keeping our options open for staying outside and bringing nature inside. Another way that I do that, which is more just about the winter season than any specific holiday is actually with pine cones. In the movie that I did, Hide and Seek, with Robert De Niro, we actually collected a huge, beautiful wooden bowl of pine cones that we played on the dining room table. Pine cones really say the season of this time, along with our scented candles, the scents of winter, like evergreen hot cocoa and peppermint and pine that all ties into the pine cones and it's it's a subtle scent but it really makes you feel like you're outdoors and you know when you keep your windows open a little bit more because we're trying to keep the air flowing these days it'll really make the whole house smell great I love the textures that you're bringing in with the pine cones and the evergreen that that we can put around. Talk to me more about like what are the winter trends for 2021 when it comes to colors and textures and just patterns? There are some specific trends. Uh, one thing that I use often, maybe people might want to consider this year because everyone's downsizing and saving money and uh, just wanting to be cozy is instead of getting an entire tree, you can get runs of evergreen, you know, kind of a garland of evergreen. And that's something that you could put on your table to rest the pine cones on. It's something that you could dress your mantelpiece with and put candles in and around it. That naturally lasts for a couple of weeks and brings that evergreen smell into the house too. Another trend, huge trend in COVID and just in the winter coming, we see our knits, big 
chunky knit throws and pillows and comfy, cozy slippers and I don't think my, of... my Facebook feed is going to be happy with me until I buy a chunky knit. <laughs> Just keep saying You might that. have to. <laughs> It's like, it's like every single thing. It's like C H U. Like it just goes down my screen. Like, I'm like, okay, Facebook, I got you. Chunky yeah. knit is definitely the buzzword this season. It is. And just imagine those knitting needles and how big they are oh to make these chunky knits. But you know, it, look, it's, it's in clothing. It's in decor. It's everywhere. And it is true that, Again, when we're thinking about more of our body and spirit within our home, not just the visual, during these times, I I think those are things that people want. You know, being wrapped up in a beautiful, chunky knit throw or blanket, it has a soothing effect. And it's something that we all need right now. I know you talked with us a lot about in the fall about sort of having that handcrafted or homemade kind of feel gives that quick feeling of coziness and nostalgia. And even just when you said the knitting needles, I immediately thought of like a grandma or a, a loving aunt that maybe made me like an Afghan or something. And so just even thinking about chunky knit and, and stuff around my house makes me feel like family. The other trend, I think, because we've all been so separated from each other, is I'm seeing a lot of gift ideas and decor ideas that include photos, you know, family photos, whether that gets printed on mug like we've seen in the past. Uh, But now they're actually doing bigger items like pillows, having both the comfort of that kind of decor item but adding a friendly family photo or a face that you're missing so much, it's actually turned a decor item into another feel-good, comforting situation. I've completely seen those quilts where they're either, it's like a combination of, of someone's clothing plus photographs and kind of mixing and matching those squares to, to have that warm, cozy, familiar, kind of wrap it all around you. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, also the same way in which companies offer different smaller items, having photographs printed on them. Now they seem to be offering more decor items. When it comes to colors, what are you seeing this season? I know, um, you know, everyone thinks of red and green for the holiday season, but I know that there's many other choices this year. I am seeing a lot of things that people might shy away from, which is a mixed metal situation. We're talking about mixing gold and silver and rose gold or copper. Some of that with clean, snowy white and cream colors. All you fans of golden yellow, a a really rich golden yellow, I'm seeing so much of that. And on the other end of the color wheel, there's also a huge trend in 2021 of just really spa-like, soothing, zen colors, really akin to my famous choice for Alicia's bedroom, beach glass. I was checking out the Holiday House in in New York City 
um, the, their 2020 um, sort of spread that they have. It's virtual this year. And the amount of streamlined design that I saw kind of knocked me back because even in the bedrooms, there wasn't that kind of, I don't, for lack of a better word, like fussiness about anything. Uh-huh. Everything was so clean. And all I could think about was when you had given the advice for summer, when you said, make sure that you go through the house first thing and get out all that clutter, make sure that you are like streamlining everything. And it seems like now that we've been living in our homes for an additional fall season and we're coming into winter, it feels time to clean out again, get everything out that you don't need for, for 2021 and start with that fresh slate and that white streamlined look feels like so perfect. I agree that nine months into this now, the best thing for our heads to stay clear is for our environments to stay as manageable as possible. We really have adapted. You know, I've seen that with my clients. I've seen that with going back to the film business. I've seen it in magazines and I've seen it online in all kinds of design trends. And I think it's really important for everybody's sense of well-being to continue that. We're all surrounded with less things because we've had to adapt and make room for home learning and homework. And, you know, I don't think people are going to flea markets and shopping as much, making different decisions for what they're going to put their money into. But I think it's also a really good thing spiritually to just keep your environment in check so You can keep your mind clear and there are going to be things that are cluttering up. There's going to be holiday gifts and wrapping and all kinds of fun things. And I think it's best to keep your environment open for that. So during this holiday season, bringing the focus back on sharing your Thanksgiving and your holidays with family on Zoom Just like decorating on sets, you are showing your point of view and you want everyone to see you and your family instead of the clutter around in your in your Zoom backgrounds. And if I was going to actually tell you to invest in something, since we're having all these celebrations via Zoom, getting a tripod for your phone so everyone can be seen thinking about even creating a schedule for your holiday celebration. Maybe you start with one family in one time zone and you do the start of your celebration. Maybe that's where you have breakfast with them and schedule another Zoom for the afternoon and another one for the evening. So it's it's not all so overwhelming, but it's spread out through the day and gives everyone a chance to enjoy their personal holiday but then watch their other friends and family enjoying theirs one big thing that i've seen a lot of people talk about and i know that you've had questions about is lighting when it comes to zoom holiday time because you know we all want to look our best we all kind of feel like we've put on a couple pounds since all of this started and you know the last thing you want to do is look all shadowy for the holidays so definitely tell me what do you think that people could do to kind of balance the light in their space and thinking about the fact that we are going to be sitting around probably a dining table well either a dining table or in the living room 
you know, now that we've all done our handy-dandy hardware store update in the lighting department, and we've all acted as our own director of photography and set decorator with me still by your side, I would say that you're almost all camera ready and adding these little lights that are available to clip onto your computer or your phone, you know, something to take the out of people's faces. Those ring lights are like a miracle. They make you look like so sparkly and just like fresh faced. And that's probably the best thing as the family gift. You know, uh, something that's simple and easy. You don't have to be a lighting technician or an electrician to deal with. It's just clip on and go and really push yourself to celebrate that way and let people come together. So if you only want to pick like a room or two, because Lord knows we're all using every extra space now in our homes for homework tables and all kinds of work at home. If you only had to pick a room or two, where would you say to focus our decorating? You know, going back to how we shoot on stage sometimes with a two-wall set or a corner of the room or the camera's not going to see the entire set. It's only going to be angled in a certain way. That's another thing you should consider in your own home. You don't have to decorate the whole house because you're going to share this special time in one room most likely a dining room or your main living space. So think about things that can also help with the decor. Very often I'm doing a scene that involves food or people sitting down at their dining table. I actually use food, mostly desserts, as decoration. So I might do a whole sideboard of different desserts on different kind of platters, maybe some two or three tiered plates or platters so you get things up higher. Think about your tablescape. And of course, you always want people to be able to see each other and you don't want anything interrupting your Zoom shot. So in some places, like on a buffet against the wall, you want to create different levels But on the main table where you're sharing the view with everybody, you can do low-profile decor by doing the length of the table. Or if you have a round dining room table, do it in the round. Different items, the greens, the flowers, the low votives, and do more of a collage of items. I know I've seen you do this where you've like collected it in like a tray or like one of those kind of like long trough kind of looking uh, containers. Exactly. That's where the pine cones work perfectly and they can be varied sizes. One of the things that I think that is like easily overlooked is that there's different like shapes of pine cone. You know, there's like those long skinny ones and there's like kind of those fatter ones. I'm in a pine tree land around here. So we get a lot of those long ones. You can like actually create these different shapes and different textures because they're all so different. We even have those little tiny, they're like pine balls. Do you know oh, those, those are so like? beautiful? Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and, and like acorns and stuff like that still are kind of around here because we don't get snow. So it kind of goes longer, but there's so many really beautiful shapes in nature that you can mix in with those twinkle lights and, and all those beautiful votives. It's kind of the same theme of how we were talking about doing shells and 
citrus and stuff in the summer. This is really a winter item that brings the nature in. And I think that's something that moves people and gives them memories and makes them feel like they're not stuck inside for winter. One of the beautiful gift ideas that we had seen recently was the idea of gifting live plants or centerpieces. Just today, I saw an entire company that is all about that. It's just one item, one flower that is wanting to be more of an experience for the giver and for the giftee. Oh, tell me, how does this work? It's more about thinking this season that maybe the best gift is something floral, something that blooms. I, I have always given amaryllises to many different people in my life during the holiday season because it's the gift that keeps on giving. It starts out and it's just the bulb in a pot and they're sold in various different containers. But I love to always hear from whoever I've sent it to when it finally blooms full, big on. That's a way in which people can think this season about receiving something or giving something that feels like it's full of life right now. I think that's something very necessary, and it lasts, you know. It, it makes you feel special um, receiving flowers or any kind of live greenery. You know, bringing that into your house is something that I always do on set. It is my consistently necessary top layer that can change any set, and you can have that at home as well. I feel like uh, flowers and floral arrangements in general, it is. it feels like such a luxury to me. It's not something that I would typically buy for myself. So it feels so special. It, it feels like a way to make a dining table feel like this is a very important occasion. I have purchased flowers. <laughs> exactly. This is a I'm serious deal. now. <laughs> yeah, like we are celebrating, <laughs> like kick it up a notch. It's so beautiful. And for me, so, so one of my children has a, a sensory disability. And so the smells of flowers and the texture of flowers for her is like such an ad as opposed to just more plastic or more fake artificial stuff. Like the, the feel of a live flower is meaningful on so many other levels. I agree. I completely agree. It just raises your spirits in a way that nothing really can do. I, I know people who seriously work into their budget, you know, as inexpensive as it is, some kind of grocery store or corner market store, a bunch of flowers that really change their mood. I, I actually remember buying just recently, most recently, my first bunch of flowers since COVID began. I almost had stopped thinking that way. They were in my local grocery store. We used to have a whole aisle of them almost. And that stopped. And then they started up again. And, oh, it meant so much. You know, it felt like, okay, things are getting better. I can yeah. look at beautiful flowers. Yeah, no, it's so true. I, I feel the exact same way because I think there's like a time when you feel like, you know, gosh, it's so frivolous on some level, right? And then it's like when you actually take that moment and you say, no, I don't want fake plastic everything. I want something that's live and beautiful and breathing the same air that I am. Like it feels good. It feels so much more fulfilling. 
Absolutely. And any of you who follow me on my Instagram, Back Home Decor, you know that I am florally obsessed because every (laughs) day in my stories, (laughs) you can see beautiful, beautiful floral arrangements of any kind, whether they're real floral arrangements or they're paintings of flowers or graphics of flowers. It's something that I started almost a year ago, and I am committed to the never-ending search for beautiful floral and this. I love that. And what a beautiful gift to give to family members. I mean, and what, you know what, it's one of those things, you know, sometimes when you give gifts, Beth, and you think, does that person ever even enjoy that? Like, I have no idea if they, if they used that particular item or whatever. But with Zoom, and if you give something like a beautiful centerpiece, guess what? You'll probably see it on your Zoom shot. And like, how like satisfying is that as the gift giver to like see your gift in action there? Listen, Caroline, you're talking my language, you know? Caroline. The language of flowers is very meaningful to me. And I wholeheartedly endorse this as the gift giving item of the season. So, Beth, we have a question from Alex from Arizona, and she asks, Beth, I know that you are a longtime lover of TV and movies. Do you have a holiday tradition of something that you sit down and watch every year? That's a good question, Alex. I tend to watch probably whatever's on at the moment. Big fan of Home Alone. Love to listen to Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song. Aww. And... A tradition in our house is definitely watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And back many years ago, we used to go in my neighborhood and see the balloons being blown up. That was a given to start off our holidays. One of our newest traditions is watching the dog show after the parade. People don't often think about it, but we all watch it after the parade, right? Like, I love watching it afterwards. Yeah, that's the go-to for sure. I'm always like, the Yorkie's going to win. No! (laughs) Like, I know anything about the dogs, but for right then, I am a freaking expert. I can tell you everything. Yeah, and and you can just be the announcer. That's how much you know, right? You know it, you know Mm -hmm. it. Beth, it has been so amazing to get to talk to you again, and I'm so excited that we are heading into our 2021 Season 2 episodes that will be coming out in January. I'm so excited for that. Can you tease our listeners about some of the things that are coming our way? Yes, Caroline. It's been fantastic to start up again, and I'm thrilled to have a Season 2 podcast. I do have some upcoming projects that I'm going to let you all know about it, and You can follow me on Back Home Decor on Instagram and see specific photos from new episodes and some film work. And we're going to continue to take questions. And I'm going to continue to be the set decorator by your side and give you all the tips, tools you need for your own home. I am so excited. This is going to be an amazing season. Beth, this has been another amazing episode of Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home. I'm so excited about season two, and I wish you a very happy holiday season. Caroline, I wish you a very happy holiday season as well. And remember, you don't need to deck the halls or Jingle Bell Rock because you can spin a dreidel with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. (laughs) 
Words to live by, Beth. <laughs> Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Five stars, people. Five stars. Thank you guys so much for listening. Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home is a Pod Clubhouse original production. Recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com.